0: doing a series, uh, remembering the 500 years of uh, the Reformation, and we're going to continue that today. We've been looking at the five uh, main guiding principles that came out of the Reformation, uh, the solas, if you like, great message last week from Andrew on uh, sola fide, <laughs> by faith alone. If you missed that, get it on the here pod- hear it on the podcast, it was a tremendous message. Um, I'm not great on the history, to tell the truth. I'm not going to give you a history lesson today. I know it happened in the 16th century, and uh, but I do, and I I do appreciate the Reformation. And in my reading, I've come to see the influence of the Reformation, and a lot of what we believe and takes uh, that, that happens in church today. I'm going to play a video. This so video is um, just a short video from... You know, it's um, impossible to read the Bible and not, and not see that the Bible itself claims to be the, the written Word of God. If we... Um, if we, uh, if we read, the, read the Bible, we see and hear God speaking to us. Sola Scriptura means Scripture alone. Scripture alone is the supreme authority in the Church for all doctrine and practice of faith. It's what the Reformers uh, came to see. Biblical revelation is revelation from God. God has spoken and is speaking to us through His Word. If you were to read the Old Testament, you would see that phrases... Is this going? It's not on. That's why it's not going. (laughs) Sorry, guys. That... um, that in the, in the old testament scriptures alone the phrases like god said god spoke the word of the lord came uh sorry i haven't got this the word of the lord came and just going to come and help me with the technology <laughs> uh occur nearly 4000 times so i just point it okay I'm just going to give this a bit of a go, yep, thank you. Okay, so nearly nearly 4,000 times in the Old Testament Scriptures, the words or phrases like God said, God spoke, the Word of the Lord came. 2 Timothy 3.16, which is really talking of the Old Testament Scriptures. The Apostle Paul says, "...all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness." All scripture, some of your translations will say, is breathed out by God. So the Bible, the holy scriptures, have the very breath of God. And God is communicating to us. Second Peter 1, uh, one verse 20 uh, Peter writes Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Above all, the Apostle Peter says, you must understand. Above all, this is the Apostle Peter, who has been with Jesus, seen him transfigured, and says, above all... You must understand, we must understand that God's Word is inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Old Testament prophets were carried along by the Holy Spirit. It's a big deal to the Apostle Peter that we understand that above all, no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. The New Testament authors, they also claim the same. In. Uh, I've skipped this slide here. I've missed, I've missed a slide, that's okay. In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 37, the Apostle Paul says, If anyone thinks he is a prophet. Let him acknowledge that what I write is the Lord's command. In 1 Thessalonians 2.13, he writes, And we also thank God, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it as it is, not the word of men, but as it actually is, the word of God. 1 Thessalonians 2.13. And Revelation 1.2, which I do have up there. Is he who testifies, this is the Apostle John in Revelation, he who testifies to everything he saw, that is the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Peter says, speaking of the Old Testament prophets who brought uh, the message um, to the church, to the apostles who are now preaching, it said it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you, when they spoke the things that have now been told to you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. The gospel is from the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. The Bible speaks for itself. It is God's written revelation to you and I. The Canon of Scripture. I haven't got time this morning. I'm not going to go in how we got our 66 books of the Bible in the form they are. But if you were to uh, study church history, a book like um, uh, The Case for Christ from Lee Strobel is a good one to help you. Or um, there's a book called Will the the Real Jesus Please Stand Up by... um, I've forgotten the author. Will the Real Jesus Please Stand Up. But there's some good resources that show how the canon of Scripture came together, and, and essentially God's Word, the inspired Scriptures, spoke for themselves. It, it becomes obvious and apparent which books of the Bible that, that, all, that were about at the time, or the books that form our Bible, which were and are inspired by the Holy Spirit. God oversaw the process, and, it's, and it became obvious, for God's Word speaks to itself. The Reformers captured God's desire to communicate by His Spirit through the Holy Scriptures to everyone, His saving grace, revelation of Himself, His Son, His heart, His will, His governance by the Holy Spirit. They set about making Scriptures available and accessible to people in, in their own language, and they realised and, and knew that God could speak to ordinary people. Ordinary people like you and I can understand God's Word, the Bible. There's a great testimony this morning, I thought, by Aaron Ruth, on target for today. God helped her understand His Word. God can help you and I. Let's not be overawed, let's not think this is too hard. God is so for you, He wants you to read His Word and to receive uh, from His Word. Sola, Scripture alone, subjects revelation to God's written Word. When we talk about solus, so, I'll just, I might not do the Latin. <laughs> I'm not that good at that. When we, do, when we talk about Scripture alone and what, and what we mean... We're not saying that there is not truth, that there is uh, not grace, that there is not revelation in in other means, but we are saying, and I believe it's what the Scripture teaches, that we are to subject all other forms of revelation to the Word of God. The Bible itself says that creation reveals God to us. The heavens declare... The glory of the lord the skies proclaim the work of his hands psalm 19 1. romans the apostle paul says for since the creation of the world god's invisible qualities his eternal power his divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so god uses creation to bring revelation of himself we um we see in uh In Acts 17, the Apostle Paul in Athens, he finds something that is true of the religion. It was true for the people of that religion, anyway. It was true for their religion. As he walked amongst the altars and the idols, he finds an altar to an unknown God, and that is true for them. There's a God they don't know. And Paul says, that which you don't know, I'm going to proclaim to you. I'm going to... To uh, proclaim the true, one true and living God to you. There was some truth, truth for them. In that religion, I remember uh, listening many years ago to a. Uh, it was just a talk. It was a like a on the radio, and it was a guy who was a Hindu guy, some form of Eastern religion anyway, and he was into meditating, and. Uh, He spoke of his life, he spoke of a situation where he was deeply offended and hurt by someone. And in his meditations, the thought came to him that he was to forgive. And he chose to forgive this person, and this revolutionized his life. Forgiveness revolutionized his life. Now, it's not the forgiveness that the Bible's talking about that we need to come to saving grace and uh, faith in Jesus, that we need God's forgiveness, we need to receive Christ's forgiveness. I'm not saying that. Yet the, yet the thing that he discovered was true. And so he, there is some, tr- some things that are true. Same, th- similar thing, if we talked about science, there's things that are true and there are things that are not. But we're to subject everything to the written Word of God, to the Scriptures. Solar Scripture. Jesus says, I was prayed this morning in the prayer meeting, that God blesses both the righteous and the unrighteous. God has grace towards unbelievers. He has grace. Jesus said, But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes His Son to rise on evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. God is a good God. Solar Scripture. You know, the revelatory gifts of the Holy Spirit are subject to the canon of Scripture, to God's written and revealed Word. In my understanding, it's something that the Reformers uh, didn't acknowledge, really, at that time. Uh, and some in some churches today, it's still not acknowledged, believed that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for today. But we know and understand that they are, and uh, that God gives revelation through words of wisdom, through words of knowledge, through prophecy. But this is something, a quote, I couldn't say it better, so I quoted it from a man called D.R. McConnell, in a book called A Different Gospel. He writes... Correct doctrine comes from one source, apostolic teaching, as it, is, as it is expressed and preserved in the Holy Scriptures. The revelatory gifts of the Spirit, prophecy, words of wisdom and knowledge can and should have their place in the Church, but these gifts were never intended to become an alternative source of doctrine. We must submit all so-called revelation to God's Word, We don't build what we believe and what we practice on someone's so-called revelation or someone's even someone's so-called bent on scripture we must submit to the word of god we must get our whole our whole belief and practice and submit it to the scriptures see what the scriptures have to say about it see what the scriptures imply about it solar scripture we submit all revelation to the bible sola scriptura scripture alone does not elevate the bible above the person of jesus or separate jesus from the bible the word incarnate jesus and the written word are inseparable we can't we don't have one Without the other. It is true, you know, that we can study the Scripture for the wrong reason. We can study the Scriptures with a self-righteousness that blinds us, with a dogma that doesn't help. Jesus said to uh, some of the Jewish leaders, He said, you study the Scriptures diligently, because you think that by them you have eternal life. These are the very Scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Notice that Jesus says the very Scriptures, and he's really referring to Old Testament Scripture, testify about Jesus. They testify about Him. Yet, it's possible to read the Bible and refuse to come to God, to refuse to come to Jesus, and open our heart to Him and hear what He's saying and receive and believe that is possible. It's also true that Jesus is God's greatest revelation to us. Hebrews 1, 1 1-3, In the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways, but in these last days He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things and through whom He made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being, sustaining all things by His powerful Word. Jesus, God's Son, is God's greatest revelation of Himself to us. Yet that does not mean that the written Word is in any way separate from jesus the word incarnate and the written word are inseparable see we cannot say we follow jesus but have little regard for the bible and its teaching we cannot say that i'm led by the holy spirit without reference to the whole to the to the very scriptures that the holy spirit inspired. This is what 1 Peter 111 says, trying to find out, this is of the Old Testament prophets, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing, when He predicted the sufferings of Messiah and the glories that would follow. I just want you to see that it's the Spirit of Christ who inspired the Old Testament prophets prophets. It's the spirit of Jesus. He's not separate from his word. Paul tells us in First Corinthians 10 and uh, it's alluded to elsewhere in the scriptures that all that Israel's history this, this, um, the signs uh, the, the account of how God worked in and through and with the, with Israel the nation that it's actually Jesus who is a part and very involved in that he says for i do not want you to be ignorant of the fact brothers and sisters that our ancestors were all under the cloud that they were all passed through the sea that they were all baptized into moses in the cloud and in the sea that they all that they all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them and that rock was Christ it was Jesus don't anyone tell me that there's no grace in the Old Testament don't, don't tell me that as we it, it was Jesus who accompanied Israel who was their source of life I'm going to turn to 2 Timothy 3, verses 10. I'm just going to read this, the Apostle Paul. He writes to Timothy, his true son in the faith, a leader in the church of Ephesus. And he says some things about God's Word here. He says, You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings. What kind of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, Lystra, the persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from them all. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evil men and impostors will go from bad to worse, believing sorry, deceiving <laughs> I knew that was wrong when I said it. <laughs> and being deceived. Paul says, You know how you know you know Timothy, you know about all my teaching. You know that which I've Taught you, you know, you know. And Paul, the apostle Paul, was teaching Timothy the scriptures. He was teaching him that which Jesus, through His Spirit, was had revealed to him. He was he was teaching him, and he said, "You know all about my teaching, and from my teaching flowed Paul's way of life." He says, "My way of li-, You know, my way of life. My purpose, my faith, my patience, love, endurance." See, I'm believing what God's saying is that as we read the Scriptures, as we meditate upon God's Word, and as we put it into practice, these very things that flowed out of the Apostles Paul's life are going to flow out of your life and mine. Things like life, life. This this word's not dead, it's not boring. It's, It's going to produce life in you and I. It's going to give us purpose. It's going to grow our faith in God and who He is. It's going to give us endurance and it's going to even cause persecutions and sufferings. (laughs) There's some stuff in the Word that confronts us and we don't like. But we need the Word of God and we need the whole council to grow healthy. You know at Kids Inc. on uh, Friday night, just before chat time, or during chat time really, uh, Michaela she said to Lynn, Lynn was leading, she said, I've got something that uh, I would like to share and I think Selwyn would probably want to be, want to hear this. <laughs> and then she proceeded to say how she'd found a slug, a little slug in her home, at home and she put it in a zip bag and, in the, and she uh, gave it some grass because she knew what was good for the slug to grow and that that slug consumed all the grass and grew really fat. See, she knew the diet. She knew what what that slug needed to to grow. And then she named the slug Selwyn. (laughs) And then she took that slug to school where they have a pet lizard, blue tongue lizard, and she fed the slug to the lizard (laughs) because she knew, fed Selwyn to the lizard and I said to her, I went at tea time, I said Michaela I just want to know one thing, I said did that lizard enjoy eating the slug Selwyn and she she goes oh yes, you know she goes slugs are one of uh, the lizard's most favourite food and, you know, it, they're, they're so important to their diet. See, she's into it. <laughs> but to grow, to live, we need to know what's good for our diet. And the Word of God is life to us. Jesus' words are life to us. He has the words of eternal life. Jesus said we don't live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And this is the Bible. This is our Bible. This is our Bible. That god has given us and paul goes on and he says this in verse 14 but as for you continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in christ jesus he encourages Timothy, to continue in that which he has learned, to continue to grow in that which he has learned. This is Timothy. Because from infancy, you've known the Holy Scriptures that are able to make you, Timothy, wise for salvation. This, this, these Scriptures, this Bible is the food we need, it's the teaching we need, it's the revelation you and I need to grow in our relationship with with jesus why is for salvation many of many christians have a very narrow view of salvation they think it's something that happens when we first uh, decide to follow jesus and just about stops but the apostle paul and the bible if you read it talks about salvation really as an ongoing relationship jesus said this is eternal life that you might know god the father and jesus christ whom you sent that you might know it's an ongoing, growing relationship. Paul, uh, Timothy's fully saved. He, he, he knows Jesus, but Paul says to him, it's going to make you wise for salvation. It's going to make you wise. It's going to grow you in your relationship with God. It's going to keep you on track. It's going to have you ready, and not just yourself. If you read 1 Timothy, he says, continue in Watch your life and doctrine. Doctrine's what we believe. What we believe the Bible says and teaches, watch it closely. Because if you do that, you'll save both yourself and others. This is not just for ourselves. This is for others, that others might come to know Jesus. We're to go on trusting in Jesus and believing Him and the Scriptures inspired by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus, make us wise for salvation. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of His appearing and His kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the Word. Be prepared in season and out of season correct rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction did we hear that church correct rebuke encourage with great patience and careful instruction sometimes we need those things for our spiritual health for our life for our relationship with jesus Apostle Paul says to Timothy, You keep your head, Timothy. You keep your head. You keep thinking. You keep weighing up. You keep on in the script in the scriptures, in the things that I that I've taught you. You keep on in the scriptures that have made you wise for salvation. You keep on where to keep on, where to where to think things through worship god with all our heart our soul our mind and strength where to go on where to read god read the word and hear god speaking People like, uh, reformers like William Tyndale gave their lives that you and I may have the Scriptures. It's it's quite humbling, uh, a read of church history and what men and women have given and the price paid for you and I to have the Scriptures. You know, we've, we've got Scriptures galore in our nation. Which we're thankful for, but let us not take it for granted. Let's read, study, and meditate on God's Word. I'm just going to, I'm just shortening up this a bit here. I've just got a couple of things I'm going to wind up on. When reading the Bible, let's read to get to know God better, let's read to get to know and experience God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit better. It's not just a book about how to uh, live better. It will tell us how to live or how... It it has wisdom for us in business of of principles to put into place. But it's essentially God's revelation to us of Himself and His Son, Jesus Christ. Let's read to get to know God the Father better. Let's remember the Holy Spirit, the author. Let's pray and ask the author's help. Okay? Okay? God wants you and I to enjoy His Word. Amen? He wants us to be challenged by His Word and grow. But He is for us. He is not against you. He wants you to read the Word. And if you're struggling, ask God to help. I know what it is to struggle to read the Word. I know what it is to read the Word and be condemned because I misunderstood or read it in a wrong way. God doesn't want to condemn you and I. He might bring correction. But he wants to grow us as we read and as we meditate respond believe act worship and apply that which god speaks and i encourage you all to read be reading the whole word the whole of scripture and see it in context now this is a lifetime of uh, of reading i mean what, There's no one, it doesn't matter who we are, how long we've been reading the Bible, there's much more for us to grow and learn in. But let's read the whole Word. You know, much of why we get messed up at times in church and we get into wrong teaching and wrong practice that's pretty dubious is because we're not reading in context. We're not reading the whole Scriptures. It's actually helped me to realise that the Bible originally didn't have verses chapter and verse didn't have a stop and start read the whole context yeah for sure read little bits at a time too but let's see the bible in context let's let's read together sola scriptura is not a declaration of independence there's none of us here who can interpret and handle God's Word perfectly on our own. Amen. God just has not designed us that way. He has put us in the body of Christ for a reason, for, for many reasons, but we're His children together and we're to read and learn together. We're to talk about God's Word together. Get into a life group. Find someone who can, you can share God's Word with and talk through the things that God is speaking to you, the things that are confronting you, the things that are confusing you. I don't want to pre- pretend God's Word's not always easy understand, to understand. There are some difficult things. The Bible itself acknowledges that. But let's not let that deter us. God wants you and I to grow to receive and hear from him through his word but do read and do listen for yourself you know the reformers counted really the thought that or the practice that the common people could only hear god's word through someone else's interpretation that's that they really counted that And made Scripture available, and Scripture reading available to everyone. And although we have uh, heaps of Bibles, heaps of teaching, it's possible for you and I to be only hearing through a certain bent, or through a certain view of Scripture, even a distorted view. If we listen to only one particular teacher, and we don't read the Scriptures for ourselves, if we don't think it through for ourselves and ask God to, hey, this really doesn't fit in with what I, what the, what's being said. Why not? Don't dismiss that. So let's read the Word for ourselves, but let's watch our heart and attitude and talk about it with others. I haven't got time, but... You know... Perhaps just just a couple of things on translations. I haven't got time, but it's good to read more than one translation. It's good to have your favourite. I'm not against that, but it's good to read more than one translation, especially as as we're growing in, in the Lord. Read more than one translation. You don't have to read Greek or Hebrew, but if you've got some good translations, some different translations, it'll help you. Look for some tools that'll help you interpret the Bible. I've got a good one here. It's um, by Gordon Fee and Douglas Stewart, How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth. If you want to look into some of the, uh, some of the methods, some of the ways that are helpful to interpret the Bible, it's a, it's a good book. But above all, let's remember, God wants to reveal himself to you and I through his scriptures. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. In Jesus' name, that you love us so. We thank you that Jesus died in our place, that we might be come into a living relationship with you, Father. We thank you for your word, the Bible. We thank you that it's life to us, Lord. It's not written to condemn us. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. We ask that your Holy Spirit would just help us all grow. I'm praying for myself. Help, help us grow, Father, in the handling of your word in the love for your Word, and in our response to your Word, the Bible. We give you praise and thanks, Father, that you are a God who has gone at length to communicate with us, your children, your saving grace and mercy, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord.